here on the largest talk platform in America, Red State Talk Radio. I want you to help me bring back to the airwaves a friend of the show, Dr. Marion Mass. Welcome back to C.L. Bryant Show. How are you? Oh, Pastor Bryant, I am honored that you would call me and think to have me on. I'm, I'm having a wonderful day here, weeded my garden, cleaned my chicken coop, and I'm ready to roll. Now that's the quintessential American life, right there, right there, what you have <laughs> described. Uh, Marion, uh, you are, I want you to give by way of introduction of yourself. No one can tell your story and why the fire is in your belly. Uh, and I, I, when I interview guests, I let them tell their story. Marion, why are you in the fight that you're in? And talk to us about that fight. Pastor Brian, <clears throat> my profession has been under attack for a long time. But don't worry about us as much as we should be worrying about the patience of America. And so when I was watching my profession fall apart, I thought like everyone in America is paying more for health care and getting less. And there must be a reason. So I started following the money. And while I was doing that, my own mother got sick. She got Alzheimer's. Um, and I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but you can look up my name, Marion Mass, at Mass, just like Catholic Church, and Kevin MD, and you can find the story of my mother there. Um, she was humiliated in a large corporatized hospital, didn't get the care that she needed. Uh, and it was, it was awful to have it happen, uh, despite my efforts. And when it happened, I decided, you know what, I, I need to get even busier than I already was. I was already looking at un unwinding the money trail. But um, they took on the wrong two women. What can I say? She was an amazing person, raised five children, didn't go to college, graduated from high school at 15, was a coal miner's daughter, saved the library in our town, ran the PTA, started the drug prevention group at our I was part of starting drug prevention group in a high school area. She was a marvel, and it was terrible enough to watch her get Alzheimer's and to watch her mind decline, but to watch a system that I'm part of humiliate my mother medically despite my efforts. No, not anyone else's mom, Pastor. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, uh, Miriam, because you actually point to a much broader. Uh, problem. You are a medical doctor. You're in the profession and you tried to right the wrong that you saw happening to your mother and you are an MD. What kind of chance then does someone who does not know the ins and outs of that profession and the insurance companies and all that type. What type of chance do we have? What's being formed against the medical patients of America? Talk to us. You know what? Like I, I tell people there is medical care and that is the care that you need when you're sick that is given to you by a physician. There is also health care. And that is like, if you use it in two words, that's the care that you need to maintain your health. And, you know, you go to the physician or maybe you um, go to the gym. And then there's health care, one word. Health care, one word, is the beast, Pastor. Health care, one word, is the profiteering system. It's like, visualize it, like Jabba the Hutt with like a hundred octopus arms that are like slinking off into different hidden directions and sucking sucking money out of your pockets but giving you very little in return what chance do people have 
They have every chance in the world if they start to understand where the money is going, who's profiting, and they start to, I, I don't like to use the word complain, they start to tell our policymakers and shapers exactly what needs to be done. And friends, that's what you must do. You must tell them what they are rep. This is a representative type of government here. But friends, the heavy hand of big government is not only stifling and stymieing your efforts to live your American life. Marion, how does it affect our children? Oh, so many ways. I mean, wow, where do you want me to start? You know, what specifically? You know, our children are not going to, our, our wages are flat and they're part, they're flat in part because healthcare becomes more and more expensive every year. I just published in um, the Philly Burbs, uh, the Bucks County Courier Times, an article. Uh, this bill could shine light into the dark recesses of U.S. healthcare. In short, this article discusses how. We don't even know what we're spending most of the time or how much we're spending until we get that medical care because the prices, the costs, they're hidden. And there's people that are fighting to keep them hidden. The most simple thing, knowing where the money's going, the people that are making the money don't want us to see that. So when I, when I first wrote about the need for transparency uh, in 2018, I wrote what drives the cost of healthcare is lack of transparency, administrative glut, overregulation, and on, ongoing consolidation. That was in 2018 when the annual cost of this predatory system of American healthcare was 3.6 trillion. Well, now it's 4.3 trillion, and we're saying trillion with a T. Do we picture it? I mean, do you know how many like seconds there are in a trillion? It's, wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! <laughs> that is amazing. That is, Marion. You used a term that I want you to, to expand upon, doctor. Uh, predatory system, predatory system. Uh, friends, I, I know that, 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 that you may not understand that there are medical predators out there, and they may not be in the form that you might understand. Mar Mar Marion, help us understand that more. Sure. Um, let's do a couple examples. I think examples help. Let's look at the world of outpatient prescriptions. One of the people or one of the one of the predators that I write about are the pharmacy benefit managers. I honestly, these guys are these are low hanging fruit. And to tell you the truth, Congress is listening. And it's not just me that has been exposing the PBMs. There's a lot of really great people out there doing it. I'm just one arm of people who came upon the pharmacy benefit managers who control our outpatient prescriptions. They control what goes on the formulary, which is what our insurance pays for. They, they pick the specific drugs. They're allowed to receive kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies. It's legalized for them. Our government gave them the right to legalize kickbacks so they can put on the formulary the drug that belongs to the company that pays them the most money. It's pay to play. And then they also get to decide how much each pharmacy gets paid for their prescription. They control the money flow. Mind you, these are not companies that do research, make medications. They don't even move the drugs around the country. They're like a bunch of bookies. They simply control the money flow. And if I told you that one of these PBMs was CVS Caremark, they can decide how much they pay the pharmacy. How much do you think they're paying CVS pharmacies? 
wow. way more than they're paying the mom and pops. And, you know, CVS itself owns Aetna. One of the other companies that's a PBM is called Optum. It's owned by United Healthcare. Wow. And Express Scripts is the third biggest one. These three companies, CVS, Caremark, Optum, and Express Scripts, Express Scripts bought Cigna. Uh, sorry, Cigna bought Express Scripts. And when Cigna bought Express Scripts, their revenues tripled. These wow. PBMs, cash cow. And look at insulin, okay? How many people in your listening area have have to take insulin to stay alive? You know, millions of Americans require insulin. And over years, we've heard about how the cost of insulin, which is like, it, it costs about $10 a vial to manufacture. The pharmaceutical companies are making about $50 on the vial. Wow. But the cost of the vial is about 300 a vial. Guess what? 80% of the money has been flowing to these PBMs. They're the cash cows. They're the money makers. They hold the keys to the kingdom of prescription drugs. This is just one example. Wow. Because wow. And that is a huge example. Doc, you know what? I, 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 told, you, I told you 20, 25 minutes, and I, I want to stick within that. So there's a couple of topics. Next time I have you on, though, Marion, I want to have you on for at least an hour because there's several things that I want to talk to you about. But I don't want you to get away uh, today from us uh, without uh, speaking about that doctor-patient relationship. Uh, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when, when I, my, my father and mother's doctor would come to the house. And, uh, of course, that, that's long, long, long gone. But uh, what about modern-day doctor-patient relationship? What has changed, uh, and will that ever return uh, in your estimation? Talk to us. Well, I think in, it, there's some... Um there's some physicians that are just leaving the system that has been created. They're just like turning away from it and getting away from those octopus arms of the jab of the hut beast, right? These are called direct primary care doctors. Um, these guys hustle. They work really hard. They don't take insurance. They, uh, they do a membership model. It's not concierge medicine. It's much more affordable than that. And uh, they're doing a great service for, for their uh, their patients, but it's very difficult to do this. It's very time consuming. There's more awareness growing of it, but I will say that, uh, you know, currently the doctor patient relationship, how can we have it when all the corporates are involved here? You know, it, the, the piece that I just wrote in, uh, Philly Burbs, and it's my pinned tweet at mass underline Marion, it also talks about how physicians are now owned. We're owned by private equity. We're owned even by that group Optum. They own more physicians. They own more physician practices than anyone else in America. So a company that owns an insurance company, the pharmacy benefit manager middlemen, they, they actually own a bank too, but they own more physician practices than any other group in America and all kinds of practice. Your oncologists, your primary care doctors. How can you have a relationship when you're controlled by a corporate? Well, uh, so Dr. Mass, you're, you're saying to us that there are guidelines that physicians must follow because they are owned, their practices are owned. Does, does that mean then that they do for the patient what the guidelines specify rather than the professional training that they have been taught to do? Is, is this thing now being run by that system, that machine? Make that clear for us because I don't want the audience to miss it. I can't make it as clear as I wish. There have been instances in which um, emergency room doctors that were owned by private equity 
uh, I know I can find an article about this and try to send it along to you, that they were given quotas of the number of patients that they were going to have to admit to the hospital. So they weren't told admit the patient that needs to be admitted. They were told admit more patients because you're not getting enough for us here. You know, so there's there's instances in which uh, the patients aren't necessarily getting what they need. And then, of course, as I explained to you, those pharmacy benefit managers, they're the ones that control what's covered by your insurance company. You know, so we don't really we might write you for prescription X, but we can't guarantee that it's covered. And if it's an expensive drug and you're not going to be able to afford it, then you're going to have to come back and we're going to have to give you something else. So the formulary serves kind of as a guideline, doesn't it? So everyone else is making the decision. I tell people all the time, if you picture healthcare as an upside down pyramid, the patient is at the bottom of that pyramid. It's like a little apex. You know, picture that upside down pyramid. Right above them are the doctors and the bedside nurses. You know, above them are the hospitals. Above them are, uh, I guess, you know, the the people that own everything. You know, the insurance companies, the private equity, et cetera. And there, you know, there's healthcare IT in there. But the people that are making money are the ones with all the power. It's the crushing weight of the pyramid that's pushing down. And I have news for America. 117,000 physicians left the practice of medicine in 2021. Picture us right above you in the pyramid. You pull us out, you're going to get crushed faster. It's, it's not pretty. Well, 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 you know, uh, I need you to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and your thoughts and how they can help you in your endeavors. Dr. Marion Mass. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say, let me help you. Um, <laughs> but sure. I mean, I think, you know, knowledge is power, right? You can find me on Twitter. I'm uh, at mass underline Marion, and I spell my name M-A-R-I-O-N. Uh, and then you can also find me on LinkedIn, and I'm just plain old Marion Mass. And those are the two places where I post most of the things that I write. And if you get me a clip of this show, I'll post this too. I'd love to well, love to get that out there. Well, a clip will be coming your way, Dr. Mass. And I want to thank you so much for being on here with us today. And it's been much, much, much too long. Uh, i got to tell you, Marion, there, there are a lot of things that we want to present through your voice to the American people here over Red State, Red State Talk. And God bless you. And listen, your husband, tell him that we'd like to have him on. Uh, They are a dynamic duo when it comes to this type of topic and what's happening in the profession. Uh, I want to have him on. I'll have uh, Michelle uh, reach out to him uh, as well. And uh, but just the same, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer and we will talk to you real soon.